You're listening to the Retro Wrestling Review Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Retro Wrestling Review Podcast. I'm Gus Edwards and on today's episode we'll be looking at Mid-Atlantic Wrestling from the 31st of October 1981. Before we get on with the review, I want to again give a big thanks to everyone who's been listening to the podcast. There are more and more people listening every week. If you're new to the show, we are currently reviewing Mid-Atlantic Wrestling, but we'll be adding Mid-South and World Class when the timeline on the WWE Network matches up. Also on Tuesdays, we release a bonus episode reviewing an individual show. Recently, we have done SummerSlam 1991 and a big event from 1986. Last week's episode was the Battle Royal from the Royal Albert Hall. This coming Tuesday will be the Great American Bash from 1990, featuring Sting and Ric Flair. Remember to subscribe through your favourite podcast directory so you get an alert when a new show is released. If you want to get in touch, you can do so via Twitter at RetroWrestling4 or by email at RetroReviews at Hotmail.com. Let's get on with the show. This is Mid-Atlantic Wrestling, 31st of October 1981. Again, we're skipping ahead by two shows due to them not being available on the WWE Network. It's tough to keep some continuity with the storylines here, but we'll try our best. Normally, we start the show at the desk with David Crockett and Bob Coddle previewing what we'll be seeing on the show, but this week we'll go straight to the ring, and it's Charlie Fulton versus a very young Buddy Landell, match is already in progress. This is pre-Nature Boy gimmick for Buddy Landell, no bleached hair, he looks a bit like Gino Hernandez at this point, he's only 20 year old, and I think this is um, just two years in the business, he done some work in... Uh, Mid-South and then he's moved into Mid-Atlantic and I think he goes back to Mid-South so we'll probably see them again soon once we start reviewing Mid-South. This isn't really a showcase match for Landell as Fulton's been used as a jobber on the shows that we've watched and Fulton's actually taken most of the match but the crowd are getting behind Landell. I think Fulton's just loving being able to get in some offence for once. Landell gets a win with a gut round suplex and he actually gets a big pop from the crowd. Next, we have an interview with Jake Roberts and Wahoo McDaniel, who have been interviewed about a recent tag match with Andersons against Roberts and Paul Jones. I'm going to play you the audio clip of um, what Jake says, because he explains the storyline better than what I can do. As right now with us at ringside, Chief Wahoo McDaniel, Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake? I'll tell you something, you know. There's been something happened here. There was a world tag title match, tag title match on television. A lot of the fans have already seen it. I'm telling you something. There was a lot of discrepancy in that, ma- that match involved with Ole Anderson and his brother. That's who it wound up to be. Was Gene Anderson? I took the mask off. But what I'm saying is, is it was not Gene Anderson underneath that mask at the first of that match. Now, if if they're able to switch partners during the middle of a match that gives them unknown possibilities because they got a fresh man coming in i don't know when it happened i don't care what you know when it happened it doesn't matter that's happened but but you say they switched hey they switched also i've watched the film he was digging in his tights and the next thing i know paul jones is laid out 
And Gene Anderson, I'm here to tell you, you cannot knock a man out like that with one headbutt. And right here's a head. If you want to try it, just come on out and let's do it. Also, I was knocked down at the end of that match. And here's what really eats away at my heart. I was knocked down and I heard a voice saying, no, the match is already over. The match was already over. I'm looking at Paul Jones. He's laid out. His eyes are floating in the back of his head. And I hear, okay, Ole jumped me. And I hear a voice saying, get him. Well, at first I thought, God, they're coming after me, you know. And I'm trying to come up. And about that time, the chief hit the ring. And I look, and they're dragging Paul Jones up. He's like a piece of flesh, man, just laying there, defenseless. And they're talking about whipping people. Well, hey, you can't do that, man. Hey, I, ha I have to interrupt to here because there are parts of this uh, tape that uh, we're not going to show. Not gonna show it. We're All just right. not going to show on this television. Show them the part where there was a switch. I'm telling you, there was a switch. I know that because hey, I unmasked Gene Anderson, and the other guy I know at the beginning of that match was not Gene Anderson. What about he was that? Too water? big. Well, who says he's going to be Jake's partner next time against Anderson? They then go to clips of the match. And it's Ole and the Super Destroyer in there with Robertson Jones. After the hot tag, Destroyer heads back to the back and then comes back out again. He goes into his tights, but he puts an object in his mask and headbutts Jones for the win. It's quite obvious it wasn't Super Destroyer under the mask when he came back out. It's a nice simple bit of storytelling to set out future matches. Next out are Gene and Ole Anderson, the World Tag Team Champions. Ole said they used the Destroyer gimmick because if Jones and Roberts knew that Gene was back, they wouldn't agree to the match. Gene really doesn't look well. I think he's actually had a stroke at this point. You know, he's 48 year old and he's just looking really, really bad. And I think that was the reason for his absence from the ring. And I think he's close to retirement at this point. We'll go back in the ring and it's Jimmy Valiant who... Just this weekend, at the age of 79, had his final match. And he's in there wearing this bright pink robe with Freebird on the back. But he's obviously not part of the fabulous Freebirds. And he's ready to take on Ricky Harris. Valiant just makes quick work of Harris and he pins him after an elbow drop. Bob is now interviewing Ninja, who is um, Mr Pogo, who ended up a hardcore legend in the 1990s. His manager is Mr. Holiday, gentleman Jim Holiday, who's doing a Gary Hart gimmick here. Don't know much about Holiday, and I've been trying to find out about him, but there's not that much. I think he did a couple of appearances in um, Texas, but that's about it. Ninjas, and I'm assuming to replace Kabuki, who we saw last time. Mike Davis is a opponent here. It's very weird, it's during an interview. Holiday says not to refer to Ninja as Kabuki, but he's in the ring wearing white tights with Kabuki and red writing on them. Ninja wins with a flying headbutt off the, the second rope. Ricky Steamboat, the Mid-Atlantic champion, has been interviewed by Bob Coddle, and he's asked about Ninja. Steamboat is as bad of an interview as he is a great wrestler. Bad, bad Leroy Brown comes out and he's challenging Sergeant Slaughter. We go to the ring... And it's Chris Markov of the Russians, the Mid-Atlantic Tag Team Champions, against Ron Bass for the TV title. Lord Alfred Hayes is out there with Markov. This starts out a lot quicker than most Bass matches, so already it's a big plus. 
The crowd are into a boss match for once, but it's easy to get cheered in 1981 if you're against a Russian. Markov has the body shape and without the hair of George Animal Steel. Hayes interferes for the DQ and baskets a win. Not much of a match here. Next up in the ring, and it's Sergeant Slaughter versus Don Carnodal. It's a battle of future tag team partners. Carnodal gets some offence in, and that brings out Jim Nelson in the background. That's noticed by the commentators. Carnodal puts in a good effort against Sarge. He doesn't get completely squashed, but then he gets caught in the Cobra Clutch for the win. Roddy Piper is out for an interview. Piper's annoyed that everyone is calling out each other, but nobody is willing to face him. Sergeant Slaughter then comes across and he introduces Jim Nelson as his new Marine. Ivan Koloff comes out and he says he's going to take the TV title away from Rombas. And that's the end of the show. So that was an okay show. We got to see a very young Buddy Landell starting out. A future hardcore legend in Ninja or Mr. Pogo. And then the beginning of the Sergeant Slaughter and Jim Nelson alliance. I think that basically takes over the, the show for the next few months. Next week we'll return with another episode of Mid-Atlantic. Unfortunately, there are more gaps on the network. So the show we'll be watching is the 21st of November 1981 show. Also want to let you know on Tuesday, we'll be reviewing the Great American Bash 1990. Headlined by Ric Flair and Sting for the world title. The show was requested by one of our listeners. And if you would like a specific show reviewed on our Tuesday episodes, then get in touch with me either through Twitter at RetroWrestling4 or email RetroReviews at Hotmail.com. I want to thank you all for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, then please subscribe, leave a review and tell a friend. Until next week, take care of yourself and I'll speak to you soon.